Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of How Do It Up with Travis Walker. Today's episode I'm going to call Pillow Talk. It's going to be Pillow Talk with my smoking hot wife, Amber Lee Walker. Very excited. We are talking on the subject of stress during the holiday season. So we talk about money, we talk about balancing time, we talk about balancing personalities. All right, we talk about all these things because we have so much stress and the world has so much stress during the holiday season and we need to help with that as adults, right? Because we're trying to learn how to adult here. And so enjoy this episode of Pillow Talk with Amber and I. And with all that being said, y'all, we are going to learn how to adult together. All right, Amber, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I just saw you like two seconds ago, and that's fine. Uh, I- I'm going to call this pillow talk because that's what we're doing. We're in a we're in a pillow talk right now, and we're in a pillow talk about something that I think is really important, especially right now, especially in the season that we're in, and that's all about the holiday season stress. Do you think that this is something that we should be talking about as young adults? For sure. For sure. Have you experienced holiday stress in the past? Always. I experience regular stress. So holiday stress just comes with that. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So stress just comes naturally to you. And and so holiday stress just goes along with it. And, And I think that makes a lot of sense. And so let's get into the, into the topics that I want to talk about. The first topic is money. All right. When I was doing my research for this episode, the first thing that came up was money. Lack of money was usually the problem. And so what do you think about that? Do you, that's the number one stressor when it comes to when it comes to holiday stress. What, what do you think? I mean, it makes sense just because, I mean, you want to be able to get nice gifts for your family and your friends. And if you're not able to afford gifts that you want to get, then that causes the stress as well. And I know, especially last year with COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs around the holiday season. So that was a big factor. And I know with us, we do a lot of budgeting when it comes to holidays and how much we spend and how much we're going to, you know, contribute towards other gifts. And we set a budget for that. Um, But this year we're doing it a little bit differently. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, this year, I think that we created a very creative approach of how we're going to buy gifts for the people that we love. And so I'd like to provide some insight to that. Last year, we decided, you know, this trying to fit it into the budget thing is not going to work. We've got to find a creative way that we can sustainably buy gifts for people that we love. And we came up with this idea together. And so both Amber and I have have credit cards. And both of our credit cards have cash back. This strategy is actually called credit card hacking. And there's a lot of different ways to credit card hack. There, There's uh, people credit card hack to pay off debt. People credit card hack for traveling. Uh, we just so happen to credit card hack for Christmas. And so... There's a lot of discipline that comes w- with this strategy, but basically what, what we do is is we put all of our expenses, every time we spend money, we spend money on our credit card. And so we're earning a, per, a percent back on every single purchase that we that we do. So money we're spending anyway, we're earning cash back on that. And why this takes a lot of discipline is that we we see the money accumulating and we can't take that money out because we know that this money has a purpose. There's a goal for this money that we're getting basically for free. 
And so we are all year long. We earn cash back for all of our all of our purchases, and we're planning on utilizing that cash back money to purchase gifts for other people. And so, uh, and another portion of discipline for this strategy is is whatever that number is at the end of the year, that's your budget for gifts. And, and so we're we're super fortunate in creating this creative idea for for purchasing gifts. And we're going to have over $500 to purchase gifts for for people that we love. And and so how is this strategy that we came up together, how has the strategy come, like, how have you dealt with it in in terms of mentally and in terms of just going through it all year long? How how have you felt about our strategy that we came up with? I really love the strategy. I mean, honestly, it hasn't come completely to fruition yet because we haven't purchased gifts with the money, but... I mean, in the beginning of getting cash back, whenever we first got our credit cards, we were like, what are we going to do with the cash back? Because, I mean, the options are pretty limited. I mean, if you redeem it, I'm pretty sure you have the option to either apply it directly to your credit card or you can get just like a check in the mail. So I think the first time, I think we both redeemed once. Is that right? right? Did you redeem once? Yes. Yeah. So I remember I redeemed once and I just had it go towards my credit card balance, which I mean, in hindsight, that was a stupid way to use it, in my opinion. Um, I mean, because you're accumulating this money. I mean, like you said, we use our credit cards for basically everything because we have the money to pay it off. But that cash bag is such a good incentive. I mean, we use it for groceries. We use it for vet bills. We use it for online shop. We use it for everything. I mean, literally everything possible. And I mean, I know my cash back is over 200. I know yours is even higher than that. So, I mean, this year for Christmas, we're going to probably have more money than we've ever spent on Christmas for our families and our friends and everything and the people close to us we love. So that's really nice. And it's also taken away that stress of like, oh, how are we going to afford Christmas this year? It's like, no, we don't even have to entertain that thought or entertain that question. We already we already know how we're going to afford for Christmas this year. So that's been really nice. And it definitely takes that layer of stress off of our plates, at least in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. I completely agree with you. I think that because we, we, I mean, this is a year in the making, right? We thought about this ahead of time. We said, we, we thought last year, this money stress is preventable and we can cr- find a creative way to make this stress not a thing in the future. And, and we're, we're doing that. And we're, we're, you're right. We haven't seen it come to fruition yet, but we see the numbers that make it more comfortable for us saying that, yes, we are going to have the money to purchase gifts for our loved ones. And it's not going to come out of our paycheck in November or December. And or so our that's, or our savings, <laughs> more importantly, savings, right? <laughs> and I wanted to touch on another thing, just, just another portion of this is that this strategy only works if you pay off your credit card in full each month. This doesn't work if you're one of those people that lets it sit there and lets your credit card debt accumulate. That Nobody should do that, but it definitely doesn't work for this strategy. Amber and I, we pay off our credit cards multiple times a month just because we get freaked out when the when the number gets too high. Uh, but, but this only works if you pay your credit card off in full and so that's that's how we pay for for things but i think that they're right we've been in this in this uh in this scenario for over a year now how should we look at if we are just now trying to figure out how we're going to pay for christmas what what should we be thinking of do you have any ideas there well that one's hard i mean at that point you really just have to budget i mean whenever we budgeted last year I mean, we were still able to afford nice gifts, but it 
wasn't anywhere close to what we're going to be able to afford this year. I mean, I think last year we spent maybe under 200 on Christmas in total. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we were budgeting for like my family, your family and like all of that stuff. I mean, we're definitely going to be able to afford a lot more and it'll be more comfortable this year. But I mean, if people are just now getting started, I mean, you could always get started. I mean, it's November almost basically November. So you still have like almost two months to try to accumulate that. And especially if you're spending um, all of your money for your credit card on groceries, which is, you know, over a hundred dollars each week and then everything else. I mean, our cashback is what? 10% of each purchase. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. Which we're going to get some we're going to get some haters on that. I understand that there are credit cards out there that have a higher percentage of cash back, but we're not in a position to open up another credit card right now. So yeah. I just want there's going to be haters yeah. out there. But, but 1% is better than no percent. Yeah. But also to be fair for that for the haters, I mean, we got these credit cards when we were in college because it was a college credit card. It was right. a college cash back savings credit card and that fit with our lifestyle. And now we're both at the platinum stage because, I mean, we're not in college anymore. So it's an, as a right. platinum card. And, I mean, even though it's 1%, we have seen that we're able to accumulate a decent amount of money over a decent amount of time. So I think regardless right. of the percentage, we're still, we're still getting cash back and we're getting cash that we wouldn't have had otherwise. I mean, just like I said, we'd have to pay for Christmas out of savings, which I'm sure is what a lot of people do. I mean, I'm sure really smart financial people like my dad budget for that stuff in advance. Um, right. but some people don't do that. Some people just, you know, eat the cost and they take it right out of savings and then they recover in the new year. Right. Right. And, and our credit cards were originally 3%. So originally they were really good, but now it's just 1%, which is, I would consider average. And there, uh, there are other strategies that if you're thinking about this ahead of time, that, that are really good. So a lot of people do what's called sinking funds and they add, you know, $25, $50 to an envelope or a special account that is specifically for gifting. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can do, you can, if you have the time and you think about it ahead of time, there's a lot of different strategies that you can implement. Our specific strategy is, uh, is basically purchasing Christmas gifts for free. Uh, because this is not our, the, the money that we're spending on Christmas gifts is not really money that we've earned. It's money that we've been rewarded, which I think is an interesting and creative strategy. Uh, so if you're, if you're in the position that you're just now figuring this out of, I've got to, I have to purchase gifts and I don't want to go into debt. My first, you know, notion is that you should not go into debt to get through the holiday season. That is, you're putting yourself in a position to be stressed out and that doesn't make any sense. So do not go into debt. Another thing that my family has done is I've, or really my sister and I have pushed our family, our whole family to be creative. And so a couple years ago we decided, hey, we're not going to buy gifts for the whole family. We're going to do a secret Santa and we're going to purchase gift for one person in our family. And, and that's going to help. So we've pushed our family to adjust our, our traditions for that. And so I think that that's an option for people. I think another option is just being upfront with people and being honest and saying, yo, like, I love you and I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that you know that I love you this holiday season, 
but it's not going to be in the form of a gift. And I'm sorry that I can't do that for you, but I'm going to make sure that you feel loved this holiday season. And so what other thoughts do you have either on my suggestions or other thoughts that you can think of in terms of how you can approach being creative if you don't have the funds to get through the holiday season? I mean, my first thought is something that I did whenever I was younger. I would make homemade Christmas gifts for people because obviously I wasn't working. I didn't have money. So I would, you know, make homemade gifts, make homemade cards, like doing something that's more sentimental and not necessarily like materialistic. Not saying that buying gifts is materialistic, but not buying something tangible, but getting something that that person can hold on to and maybe read or look at and just know that maybe I don't have this money, but I still love and care about you. And I still want you to know that you know, I'm thinking of you, but I'm not going to go in debt doing so, which I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, you shouldn't go in debt because the holidays aren't meant to be stressful. I mean, yes, they are stressful, but the holiday season is meant to be like a happy and joyful time that you're spending time with the people that you love and care about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so finding that way to, to say like, I'm going to make sure that you feel loved and it, it, but it's not going to be in the form of, of what you're used to. I, I think that that's really important and a really good, a really good thought there, Amber. I want to switch the conversation. I want to move the conversation along a little bit and start talking about the holiday season in terms of balancing time. All right, balancing time, right? Because there's so much travel. There's so much. Uh, there's so much. So many obligations that people have during the holiday season. And so how do you think we should be thinking about balancing time and making sure that we use our time off to recharge our battery? Because, you know, business doesn't stop. We're still working. We're, we're early professionals and other people are, are professionals as well. How do I use this time off to both recharge myself and also fulfill the obligations that I have to my family or, or, or my friends? And how, how should we think about this? Yeah, I mean, that's hard. I guess it really depends on how much time you get off. I mean, we're both teachers, so we get, I mean, two-ish weeks off for winter break, technically. Um, yeah. And I mean, we've worked on this the past few years just because our families live so far away from each other. So, I mean, whenever you're married or in a serious relationship, like, it's, it's not just your family that you're thinking about anymore. You're thinking about both families because you want to make sure both families feel the love and both families feel like they are getting that time that they need with you as well. So, I mean, our family, li- our families live about four or five hours away from each other. So um, Thanksgiving, we've normally spent apart. This year, is I'm pretty sure our first year actually spending Thanksgiving together, which is a big deal. It's our first Thanksgiving Huge married. Deal. Yeah, I mean, it's our first Thanksgiving married. And that's our first one that we're actually spending together. So we decided that we were just going to trade off for Thanksgiving. I mean, we only get a week off of work. So it doesn't necessarily make sense to drive, you know, between both of our families' houses. Um, so we're just going to trade off. So this year we'll be in Beaumont with your family. Next year we'll stay um, in Round Rock and celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. And then we'll just alternate from there. But think, uh, but for Christmas, we had to get a little bit more creative. Um, but the, the nature of our family celebrating kind of made that a little bit easier for us. Your family celebra- celebrates most festivities on Christmas Eve, whereas my family celebrates most festivities on Christmas Day. So... Again, with also giving us time to relax and recharge from the school year and enjoy our winter break on our own as well. We have a few days to ourselves and then we'll spend, I don't know how many days in Beaumont. but we'll Usually spend, four or five. Yeah, we'll spend about four or five days in Beaumont um, through Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, we make that sacrifice. 
We wake up very early in the morning so that we can drive our four to five hour drive to Round Rock so then we can celebrate Christmas Day with my family and open presents and have all that good stuff. And then we'll spend some time with my family as well just to share that love. Excuse me, share that love. Absolutely, absolutely. And we've spotted Santa Claus a few times. We wake up at 5 a.m. to drive right. to Round Rock, and we we spotted him a few times. It's really cool to see him. Wake up uh, at 5 a.m., <laughs> go get some Starbucks, and then keep ourselves awake for the drive. Yeah, that's my my one day a year that I drink a, a an, an energy drink. That That is the day that mm-hmm. I drink an energy drink, uh, which I normally don't do because I, you know, care about my body. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then another thing is, is like, we also spend, every year we spend, we spend uh, New Year's Eve with your family. And so I think that's another, another really awesome thing that, that we do to balance that time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, New Year's Eve, we dedicate that to friends, right? We dedicate Thanksgiving to family, we dedicate Christmas to family. So, so New Year's Eve is actually a holiday that we, we dedicate to friends. And, and so I think that's a uh, I think that's a really fair uh, way to look at that. You know, a lot of you know we don't do that, but a lot of other people do, and I think that that's a, a fair approach to yeah. to doing that. And so something we haven't really talked a lot about yet is dedicating some times some time to our friends, right? So many people do friendsgiving and spend some time uh, during Christmas with their friends and Christmas, or I'm sorry, and, and spending time during. Uh, New Year's Eve. So how will we be intentional about making time for our friends during the holiday season? Yeah. Um, again, this is super convenient for us. So this might not be convenient for other people, but your best friend tends to be in Beaumont around the times that we're in Beaumont. I mean, granted, right. he lives in Tennessee now, but he tends to be in Beaumont around the same time that we are for holidays. So that's nice. Um, Shout out to Caleb. Right. Shout out to you, Caleb. You're the best. (laughs) And then my best friend also lives still in the vicinity of Round Rock. So that makes it easy to be able to see her around that time. But we normally see friends, I wouldn't really say around Thanksgiving all the time. I mean, Caleb, yes, because Caleb gets invited to like all of the Walker family functions because he is basically an honorary Walker. He Um, needs to hyphenate. Barton Walker. Barton Walker. (laughs) Um, I feel like Lacey we see more around Christmas and then probably again around New Year's because we invite her to the New Year's Eve party and again like we celebrate New Year's with my family because my mom's birthday is January 1st so that kind of which is super exciting that just works out so my family always does a big New Year's Eve party that we attend and family and friends are invited so it's kind of like a holiday that we merge with both family and friends and then that's really nice too. And then your family has even been invited too. So that's a good way that we can merge both families and then friends as well. That's a really interesting thought. Uh, you know, we've done this before in the past. Uh, what, what was it? Christmas Eve, 2019? Yeah, uh, or no, we, not Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve, yeah, New Year's we, Eve, 2019. Right. My family, we, so we merged, we merged our families and we had a holiday where we celebrated it together. Uh, you know, that was also because I was proposing, but, but that does that doesn't matter, but, but that's <laughs> oh, another interesting matter. thought that, but <laughs> in terms of the conversation I, I I'm trying to have here is, is, uh, you know, that's another interesting strategy, right? 
if you have the ability and it's safe to to merge your family for for uh for holidays that just makes it so much easier on you right if your family is willing and able to to merge for holidays that's an incredible incredible tool for you and so just going back to get creative see if your family's willing see if your family's uh see if your family's willing to to do what you want to do i think that's another really interesting topic that we didn't haven't really talked much about anything more on balancing time i mean i just going off of what you just said i mean i know we've even been trying to merge our families for thanksgiving too because that would also make our lives easier instead of having to alternate every year being able to have like a walker peasley thanksgiving we haven't been able to do that yet but but maybe one year in the future we'll be able to make that happen yeah our families get along way too well to not do a holiday together right and right, so that's right. definitely a dream that we have. Yeah, and Christmas isn't always as feasible. I mean, there's extended family involved and a right. lot too many kids on my side of the family. So, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. But Thanksgiving, I think, will be a lot more doable. So we'll still work on that one. Yeah, there's 11 grandkids on your side and one on my side. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a little unbalanced there, but that's fine. <laughs> exactly exactly i think another portion of this conversation just you know uh, that i want to throw in there just throwing out the numbers that i just did right there's 13 grandkids on your side uh for your parents and there's one on, on my side i think that you also have to be okay with missing things you have to have that mental that mental um comfort with you know i'm not going to be able to see grandkids uh three four five six this time around uh and that's okay i'll make sure that you know next month or, or the month after that i go see two three four five or you go see them before the the christmas time to make sure that they get their gifts and so again getting creative and and celebrating that time maybe not on the day maybe not even in the week maybe the month before the month after but making sure that you know, that it's okay to say no to things, especially if you're trying to recharge, especially if you're trying to balance time. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Do you agree with that? Are there ways that we do that? Yeah, I mean, we don't say yes to every single thing. I mean, especially me, I am very self-aware of the time that I need to recharge, especially being a teacher and all of the challenges that come with that. I am very aware of the time that I need to myself because I know that it is beneficial to me and beneficial to the people who I will be around for me to have some me time. So I think I am always willing to have that time, but I also, you know, try to compromise and figure out how I'm going to see those people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really important. I, I think it's really important to to see everyone during the holiday season, but you can't kill yourself trying to trying to see everybody, right? It, it, then right. it's no fun for anyone. And you just, you know, it should be a fun time. It, it should be right. a fun yeah. time. I, I agree with that. It should be enjoyable for everyone. Yeah. So another thing that I saw in my research and another thing that we see on Facebook and Instagram, all the memes is balancing personalities, right? We, you know, we have this obligation to see everyone at, at the end of the year, not so much as like during the year. I mean, sometimes you see everybody during the year, but sometimes you don't. But, you know, you always see these memes of don't bring up politics at the Thanksgiving table. Uh, you know, what? <laughs> so how, how do we strategize? 
strategize and how do we think about making sure that we are mentally preparing to to balance all of our personalities and make this time peaceful and make this time exciting because that's what it should be it should be peaceful and exciting this time of year how so how should we think about this how should we mentally prepare for for all of the personalities that that you know everyone is going to encounter this holiday season Right, right. I mean, even with family, I mean, yes, you share 50% of your DNA with those people, but that does not mean you're going to align with politics, religion, all of that stuff. I mean, I don't know if I know any families who have the exact same um, political and religious views throughout the entire family. I just don't know if that's entirely realistic. Um, I know in my family, right. definitely not. Um, so I think just being aware, knowing where people are at, knowing what to talk about and what not to talk about um, and just keeping the conversations pleasant, steering the conversations in a different way. If they start to kind of take a turn and you're like, Oh, this might not be good. Let's change the conversation. Um, and I think just, um, just knowing your audience is really important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> know your audience for sure. Read the room. And I like that. I, I like the the kinds of things that you're saying, right? Because it's really it's really self aware. It's really self aware. Know how you are. Uh, know how you are. You know, bringing your yourself to the conversation. Know what the people around you can handle in terms of conversation. And so I I think that that's really good. And so if you see something going the wrong way, you know, just be like, you know, how about the Mastros or, or something? Yeah, how uh, about they, this? they actually they actually lost last night. I'm very sad about it. Uh, no, anyways. I heard. Very sad, very sad. We're we're recording this on Halloween, so <laughs> shout out to the Astros. Anyways, uh, I think that that's really important, and I think another portion of it is is create an environment where you're actually having fun, right? It, play some games, have a good time, and keep everything light, keep everything fun. You know, when when you settle down and start getting into, uh, you know, you know, politics or what's going on in the world, you know, that's not fun for anybody. So make sure that you're providing a space where people can just have fun, tell stories. That's that's one of my favorite things to do at holiday seasons. We tell stories that we've told, you know, eighty thousand times. You know, I'm sure that you've heard the same stories over and over again at, at my family events. And so, you know, I think that that's that that's a really fun thing. And that's much more fun than than fighting about whatever's going on in the world that you have no control over. I think another portion of this is picking your battles, right? Is whatever it, that's on your mind, whatever is annoying you uh, at, a, at a family event or at a friend event even. I, I think that this also applies to friend events. Is this battle truly worth it? Is this going to matter three days from now, three months from now? Does it really matter? Is this a battle that I should be picking right now? What do you, what do you think in terms of what I'm saying about picking battles? I agree. I agree. Um, you're definitely way better at picking battles than I am. <laughs> um, I, I'm a little bit more feisty in that regard. I, I will pick battles. Um, but I I'm pick all better. of them. I'm getting better. I'm getting better about it. Um, I think a big part of picking your battles is just keeping things to yourself. It's one thing to think something inside of your head, but it's an entirely different thing to speak it into existence and have it come out of your mouth. Um, and then also just, I mean, also, I mean, if something really bothers you, just have that person who you can vent to after the fact, like you don't need to make a whole big, a whole big scene over holidays and then ruin Christmas for everyone. Cause that's never fun. You never like the person who ruins Christmas for everyone. <laughs> don't be that person. Especially me. That, 
I take <laughs> I take Christmas very seriously. Christmas is my favorite holiday, so if you ruin Christmas, I am not going to be your friend. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> so steer clear of Amber on Christmas and no, pray for me, kidding. of course. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I agree. I think, but I, I think that you're onto something there. Christmas is so high stakes, and that's why we talk about money. That's why we talk about balancing time. Christmas is so high stakes, and, and the holiday season in general is so high stakes because we all find comfort in the holiday season, and we want it to go well, and we want to recharge, and we want to feel better about ourselves. And, and sometimes, when when we pick each battle, when we pe- when we when we talk about the things that we shouldn't talk about, when we say the things that are that are in our mind that we shouldn't say, then we put ourselves in a position where we we let ourselves down and nobody lets likes letting themselves down right everybody wants the holiday season to be exactly what we want it to be and and you got to be self-aware you got to make sure that you're you're listening and and you're being compassionate and and empathetic and i think that that's really good do you agree or, or what are your thoughts on that yeah i agree i agree for sure and i think picking your battles also just goes back to reading the room knowing the people that you're talking to if something that you say will upset someone, maybe it's not saying it. You can say it, you know, later, like I vent to you. Say it later sure. to your spouse or to your close friends and vent about it, but like don't bring it up at the actual family function or whatever friend function, whatever function or festivities you're at. Don't bring it up there because if you know it's going to stir the pot and you know it's going to strike a nerve, then it's probably not the best thing to say that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're we're gonna have to re-listen to this uh, to this episode, uh, in, you know, in early December. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just re- oh yeah, I said that. That means I have to live that out. Right. That uh, means I have to do that, or else I am a hypocrite. <laughs> right. Right. So we'll have to listen, re-listen to this episode together uh, sometime soon. I think that's really good. Uh, what else are people stressed about this holiday season? You know, I came up with these three. What What else do you think people are stressed about? I mean, some people might still be stressed about COVID, but luckily, I mean, vaccines are out, boosters are out, so that's great. Um, Maybe people are stressed because they've lost family and they're not going to be able to spend Christmas the way that they've spent it in the past. It's going to be different for some people. Um, I mean, people are just always going through their own battles. So, I mean, everyone is going through something different. Luckily for us, I think this Christmas and this holiday season is going to be a great one. But, you know, oh, not, yeah. not everyone. That can't be the same for everyone else. I mean, people are always going through their own battles, and you never really know what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you never know. Even with your family, you don't know where everyone's at, right? It, it, people are in such different places mentally and emotionally, and you've got to be aware of that. I think that that's really important. And also... I, I think it's also really good uh, advice or just something to think about of how can I pick something small that makes me really happy and, and how can I take that thing that makes me really happy and amplify that? You know, I had to drive four hours in traffic to, to see my family. I could dwell on that, but I, I could also dwell on the fact that I get to see my family. I get to spend time with my family. And, and and that's what I always choose to think about because it's not about the traffic that I just had to go through. It's about the time that I now get to spend with my family, uh, right. which yeah. we, do, we don't get to spend a whole lot of time with my family. So it's important to, to dwell on that, that cherish that time. And, and so that's really good. What are your right. thoughts on yeah. that? 
focusing on the positives for sure. I mean, yeah, sometimes that four hour drive turns into five or a little bit over that, but <laughs> I mean, we all shout out to the Houston. Most of it. Yeah. Shout out to Houston. Thanks for the traffic. We do not appreciate it, but I mean that four to five hours is nothing in comparison to the four or five days that we get to spend with your family. And again, like you said, we don't get to spend a lot of time with them this year. Thankfully we get to spend a lot more time with them with Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that stuff. So I'm super excited about that. Um, Amen. But yeah, just, I mean, regardless of the traffic, regardless of the drive, I mean, I know you hate driving. I hate sitting in a car in one position for that long. <laughs> but once we get there, it's always better. So that's good. Seeing oh, the dogs, yeah. It's seeing always the dogs good. Play and hanging out with your family and eating all of the good food and just spending time <laughs> with each other. Oh, and it's always worth it. It's always, always. worth it, that drive. Uh, you know, it. we always have such a good time. I, I think another thing that people are stressed about that that I didn't really touch on is, oh, uh, the holiday season, I always gain 15 pounds. <laughs> so, so how do I deal with that stress of, I'm going to gain 15 pounds and I'm okay with it? Yeah, see, my mindset is gain the 15 pounds. Eat the food, eat the apple pie, eat whatever your heart desires because holiday food literally happens once a year. Eat the turkey for Thanksgiving, eat all of the bread and carbs you want. I mean, one of my favorite things about the holidays is the food for the holidays and the desserts for the holidays. So, I mean, I go all out and I have no shame because there's a new year. You can just make New Year's resolutions and you can start working out. It'll be fine. But my (laughs) thing is like, if you're going to restrict yourself to that extent and you're not going to eat the things that you're going to enjoy, like you're automatically just making yourself have a poor attitude about the holidays and you're automatically making yourself that much less likely to enjoy your time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I completely agree. And, And you bring up new year's resolutions and you know, I think New Year's resolutions are, are fine, but I have beef with them. Uh, yeah, and um, they work until January, if, you know, 30th. <laughs> and so if you're waiting, if you're waiting to, to set a goal until January 1st, why? Why not set that goal now? What's wrong with right now? What What is wrong with right now to set a goal of you're going to start your business or you're going to start a podcast or you're going to you're going to go work out three times a week? What what difference does it make to start that goal now or start that goal on January 1st? There's no difference. Right. There's like, no difference at all. Even with that thought, get a gym membership now, start working out, and then you deserve to eat that food for the holidays. Boom. <laughs> beautiful and then I mean, absolutely i feel like that's the whole mindset between behind like the turkey trot like you go for a 5k and then you just eat whatever you want for the rest of the day you're good it balances, oh i'm sure it balances out but no i mean if you're i mean obviously you're not gonna eat a whole turkey like everything is good in moderation like sure eat what you want just get a little bit of all of the things and then next thing you know you'll have a full plate you're good and then Stop eating when you are full. That's a huge thing. I mean, I am really, really bad about that. Literally last Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving before, no, two years ago, I literally got sick because I ate too much for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like I remember don't, that. Don't be me. Do not be me. Eat what you want, yeah, when you're... but stop eating when you're full. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're going back for that fifth plate uh, of food, you know, rethink yourself. (laughs) Rethink that that decision. Am I hungry right now? Do I need this? Chances are you probably don't. 
leftovers are always a thing as well, right? We almost love the leftovers more than we love the, the food on the day of. And the so you're so going to eat that food. Uh -huh. You are going to eat that food. It's it doesn't have to be right now. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm so glad that we could have this Pillow Talk conversation. I, I think that it's really good. I hope that my listeners got a nugget of gold and can apply something to their life because I think that, you know, we don't have it all figured out. We're far from it. But I think that, you know, especially when it comes to money and when it comes to just philosophy in general, I, I think that some people can find a nugget of gold. And so I appreciate your time today. Would you like to do any shameless plugs uh, of things that you want people to follow? Shameless plugs of things I want people to follow. What do you mean? This follow is where me. you plug Food by Amber. Follow me. Yes. Food by Amber is at food underscore by Amber on um, Instagram. Just food by Amber on Facebook. I have yes. been not active lately, but I promise I'm still in the kitchen most most of the time, making some dog treats next weekend. So hit me up if you want anything. Yeah, get those dog treats ready for the holiday season. Uh, you have dogs, pumpkin. Your dogs deserve treats too. Don't just treat yourself. Yes, treat your doggies too. Yes. So we you what you got a pumpkin flavor and a blueberry flavor? Yep, I got pumpkin flavors. and blueberry. They're about four or five ingredients per recipe. So super clean, super yeah. good, no preservatives. Yeah, yeah, and three different sizes for all different sizes of dogs. So very good. Well technically I, yeah, yeah. Three different sizes. I have like the tiny tiny ones, like medium size, and then like the big ones. So yeah, three sizes. Yeah. I could probably absolutely. make more sizes if you want, but just let me know. Absolutely. So make sure that you go follow Food by Amber. Also, make sure that you follow my page at How to Adult TW on Instagram and Facebook. And with all that being said, y'all, we are going to learn how to adult together. <laughs>